Hey, welcome, welcome, here we are. <laughs> the weeks fly by. Welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling. Tina Constant here. And with all the gibber at the end, we are jumping right into this week's story, which is called The Path Leading In. It's a story about Karuchi, who was the keeper of the Atman Gardens. She was the hundredth in her line to take care of those gardens. It was her job to keep it blooming, keep it growing, keep it safe, and make sure the people of the town found immense joy and peace within its walls. To give people something to remember their visits to the gardens by, everyone who came was invited to leave with a single flower. The flowers they could choose from were the ones that grew on the path leading in and out of those incredible gardens. These flowers were wildflowers and daisies and tulips and buttercups. Being picked simply made them grow faster, so the path in and out of that garden was always the one most richly lined with glorious smells and vibrant colours and the gentle humming and buzzing of bees. But as the years passed, the purpose of that garden was forgotten. And people came not to enjoy the space, but to escape the wild and crazy world, to hide from their troubles and to avoid their lives. And when it came to leaving the garden, instead of taking just one flower, they pulled out handfuls and bowlfuls and buckets of the blooms. What's more, they pulled them out by the root. It didn't take long before the path that led in and out of the Atman Gardens was little more than rocks and pebbles and dust and mud. And because the path leading into the gardens was barren, people began to think that the entire garden was lost, and they stopped visiting at all. At first, Karuchi was concerned. Her job was to make the flowers bloom and grow, and sharing the beauty with the rest of the town was part of her purpose. But if they couldn't see beyond the empty pathway, what could she possibly do to let them know that there was more to the garden than they could see from the gate? While she pondered on this problem, she worked the garden. She tended it, she planted new bulbs, she pruned great trees and coaxed new flowers and vines out of the ground. And over that spring and summer and autumn and winter, the garden grew thick and vibrant and alive with so much colour and sound that it got to where Karuchi didn't want anyone else there. This was her space. This was her home. So instead of planting more wild flowers at the gate as a sign to the people in the town that the garden was more beautiful than ever, <laughs> she would spend the dark hours of night removing every sprout that tried to grow in that path so no matter when anybody walked by, the entrance to the Atman Gardens was always barren and empty. <laughs> With that, Karuchi was happy and at peace, and the garden flourished in her care. On a particularly warm summer's day, a man walked into the garden. Feeling his way as he went, he sniffed the air and tapped a cane in front of him. 
He took a deep breath in and he smiled and he said to Karuchi, I cannot see, but I can imagine the beauty of this garden from the million scents that are assaulting my mind and my heart and my soul. Are you the gardener? Well, Karuchi hadn't spoken to another human being for a year and was taken a little by surprise at how much she missed the sound and the presence, the conversation and connection with another person. And so she said, yes, I am the caretaker. And with that, she took the man around the garden, giving him the name of every plant, when it was planted, how it grew, where it came from, why it was there, <laughs> the medicinal properties and everything else she knew about those beautiful plants. After some time, the man asked why there were no voices, no laughing children, no other people in the garden. I cannot see, he said but I know you are alone here. And so Kuruchi told him what happened and how when the flower beds at the gate were stripped bare, people stopped visiting because they didn't imagine there was anything beyond what they saw. The man smiled. He thought for a moment and then he told her what to do. Throughout autumn, Kuruchi followed the man's instruction to the letter. And all the way through winter, she waited for Mother Nature to do her magic. <laughs> then in spring, she watched the flower beds by the gate bloom with such vital and vibrant magnificence that everyone who passed couldn't help but stop and stare. The beds were full of wildflowers and tulips, daisies, proteas, orchids, sunflowers and dandelions. By each species of bloom, Karuchu had put a small sign that told the story of that flower. How it started life as a seed, so small and vulnerable and perfect how it was left to live and die in the wild, how it struggled and fought to sprout, how it battled the elements every day and how every day that battle made it stronger. But how, despite all those battles and all those scars, it still opened and flowered and released its scent into the world so the bees could follow the trail and relish its nectar. The flowers were intoxicating. The story each one told was mesmerizing and the people came back to the garden in droves. As they walked the path, they sat on the benches and sank their toes into the grass. Karuchi joined them and told them stories of all the other plants in the garden how they too struggled and survived, and how with long stems and deep roots they were able to turn their petals to the sun and stretch out in the world. And as Karuchi spoke, she watched people close their eyes, breathe in, turn their faces to the sun and smile. And when they were ready to leave, Karuchi invited them to take one flower from the path at the gate as a souvenir of their visit. But without exception, the people said, No, we will come again tomorrow instead. Ah, 
Ah, that's a little mellow, peaceful one for you on this day. It is also the very last story in the Teal Collection. <laughs> ah, that's a crazy collection. Um, right, have a beautiful day. Go and hug people. Go and find a garden you love and dig your toes in the grass. <laughs> Just look at the sky for a little bit and breathe. Ah, what a world we're in. Right, and drop around to www.tinaconstant.com and say hi. <laughs> I'll see you next week, though. Uh, not sure what's going to happen, but it'll be something wild from the Waffle Free Universe. <laughs> bye bye. Have a good one. <laughs>